0: What is up, everybody? Welcome to Comic Book Club. I'm Alex.
3: I'm Justin.
0: I'm Pete. And we're coming to you from a couple of places live on the internet. We're live over on Crowdcast. we're live on YouTube, or maybe you're hearing the audio podcast later, wherever you listen to audio podcasts. That is all good. Bam! We're excited to have you out tonight. Just like a little extra juice there, you know what I'm talking about?
3: Yeah. We need it. Oh, Alex, you play that so loud, I think it cracked my tooth.
2: Oh, wow, look <laughs> that.
3: Now,
0: Man. this is a different tooth you cracked than the previous <laughs> tooth, right? Yes,
3: I've got good luck when it comes to industry. <laughs> Getting it, in it the fixed well, tomorrow. People. I'm really going as some Lloyd Christmas um, cosplay here from Dumb and Dumber. Yeah.
0: Now, you were out um, shooting your show. Did they bring you on for like a fun bit and your tooth fell out into a drink or something?
3: Uh, That would be a fun bit. My tooth fell out at lunch in Portland, Oregon. (laughs) The least fun place for it to happen. And I swallowed it, I think. You swallowed it? it? Yeah, I mean, I don't don't know. And
2: um, I'll never know. I think you will if you poop it out.
3: Oh, that's the part we weren't saying, but yeah.
0: (laughs) Thanks, Dr. Pete. Why don't we move on to some other things? There's a couple of things that that we got to mention here at the top. First of all, last week we mentioned to you all that we're giving away some tickets for Superman and Lois, the panel over at the Pally Center in LA for their Pally Fest. Uh, And if you are interested in some of those tickets, hit us up at comicbookclublive at gmail.com. We still got a couple of pairs we can give away, but we got another giveaway going. Riverdale is also having a panel and we that old show Uh, it just got picked up for season seven so there you go big news news. breaking news right here on the podcast but we are giving away a bunch of pairs of tickets through a giveaway you got to go to twitter for that one twitter.com slash Riverdale dark but that is on yeah that is uh two Saturdays from now as we're taping it but we got a bunch of pairs of tickets we can give away. They're totally free. Uh, and it should be good. The whole cast is going to be there. They're going to have a screening. It should be super, super fun. So check that out. Now, next thing to mention to you all, we've been asking folks to do this over the past couple of weeks. To leave us a comment, a rating, and a comment we on go. iTunes. We're not not here. We're going, Pete. Yeah. we Let's get ready. Oh, my God. We've been uh, getting suggestions, which is really lovely and a wonderful thing for listeners of the show to do. And we would never insult them or put anything down about what they're asking. Right, oh, Pete? Don't we leave the
2: witness. Yes, absolutely. that's correct. For <laughs> any case,
0: me. what we've been asking people is to relieve a rating and a comment and then a suggestion for a book that we should review on the show. could be an old graphic novel, something new, maybe a comic we missed. This week on the Stack Podcast, a request from C. Sash. We're going to be talking about the Adventure Zone here. There be Gerblins. So we'll be talking about that. But we got a new request here that I'm going to read off. This is from Ziash on iTunes. Three of the most laid-back nerds on the internet make for the best comic book.
2: Shots Shots fired right there. Look at that. That's nice. Uh, okay. Here is your problem. We're just going to stop here. Your problem is being called a nerd. Uh, Right, Pete? No, I love being called the nerd. That's Is it laid back? <laughs> is that your problem? Yeah. Don't ever call me laid back. <laughs>
3: I mean, that's true. I mean, here's the thing, Pete. I think we have some um, uh, some stuff brewing in the comments that I feel like demands your no, attention. No,
2: let's ignore that. Let's focus on what's happening in the show, which from is... A from a comment from
3: LeWana Nana, Pete, did you give Kitten her 6 p.m. treat?
2: <laughs> Pete, it's 7. And oh I got to
3: know. The Kitten doesn't have a treat. You get out of here! Give oh, kitten the treats. Really can we please talk it, about the? It sounds like you are laid back when it comes to kitten treats. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
3: A little too laid back for kittens' taste.
2: On Tuesdays, her, uh you know, she's got to step up and, uh, you know, help me out with it. Oh, okay, <laughs> okay, the has to step
0: up. <laughs> An hour before the show, when you show up 10 minutes before the show, she's got to step up and Kitten yeah. has to die for lack of treats. Interesting. All right. All right. Anyway, let's get into this goodbye- comment. Sure, three of the most uh, redacted nerds on the internet make for the best comic podcast out there. These guys are just so gosh darn entertaining, and have put me on some of my new favorite books. Comic wreck for the stack, Spider Man Rain. I read this when I was younger and cried my eyes out. Then grew up to find out everybody else hated it. It's my favorite comic of all time, and I feel like many missed the point. This most hated aspect, we all know what that is, makes perfect sense because Spider Man will always be a foil to Peter Parker. Absolutely love the show, guys. Siash, thank you so much for the suggestion. We're not going to come up with any objections or concerns now, but we are going to talk about Spider-Man Rain Uh, on next week's episode of The Stack and review it. Oh, Pete, that's right. You wanted to take a blind vote.
2: I wanted to take a vote here because, Justin, here's the thing, right? We have talked about Rain a lot. It comes up a bunch, especially when we're talking about arcs we didn't like or things that we didn't think went well. Mm -hmm. So... Uh, you know, should we revisit this, you know, especially if it's already such a touch point that we talk about a lot or, uh, you know, I mean, obviously. So you're
0: of- saying, Pete, and I think this is fair. You're saying, should we address the specific thing that the guy asked us to address or should we take a vote on it and ignore it?
2: Right, Pete? No, I'm saying let's take a vote on it. And maybe, you know, we can, uh, you know, have them circle back around with another book or whatever. If we feel like, you know. I mean, mm-hmm. just because someone is like, "Hey, when a that book comes you in- hate," reread. That. Well,
0: hold on, Justin. Before you vote, uh, I made a prediction before the show. Pete and I were talking about this a little bit, and I no. made a prediction that maybe the vote, if you brought it to a vote, would be two to one. I didn't want to point any figures. I didn't know who would vote for and who would be against but I thought maybe two to one. So why don't we take a quick vote? Uh, who would but like to talk? The vote is
3: always going to be two to one. Just so we're clear. There's never... <laughs>
0: who, uh, uh, right who somebody. just real quick, uh, just off the top of their heads, and if we want to do a blind vote, uh, we can, all, we can, close we Ready, can all close our eyes. Ready, let's
3: close our eyes. all And the commenters
0: can let us know who votes. So everybody close your eyes. Okay, my eyes are closed. All right, who would like to talk about Spider-Man Rain? Raise your hand. Okay, all right, everybody count to that. Now, who would not like to talk about Spider-Man Rain, Raise your hand. Because okay, we already talked to... talk okay, about we're it open so it up. much. Okay, so commenters, uh, what was that? Was that a uh, all three? A four to one! Oh my God, four to one in favor? Or, wow, three, it's Pete was psyched.
3: Three to oh, three boy. Zero.
0: Uh, now, one. I, I guess we're going to have to talk about them because it was four to one. Uh, the other little detail I'll mention is one of Pete's objections before the show is we just talked about that book a little while ago. And then I, I very casually mentioned that it came out 16 years ago. So, you know, you uh, the what only thing time? I remember about when we what reviewed that book anyone? is
3: we did a full screen graphic of the panel in question of the Spider-Man's ween and our live show. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, we did the junk to death, you know, that's why i So I'm why like, don't you look
3: scared. beyond the junk, Pete, this time? Yeah,
2: I think this is a
0: fantastic suggestion. I'm very What's excited to revisit this. Because we have joked about it for years, so yeah. it'll be really interesting to actually read it again and revisit this book. Now we got one last thing to talk about before we get to our great guest today. So for those of you who've watched the show Peacemaker, you might know that in episode five... He introduces a cocktail called the Peace Train. The Peace Train is made with gin, vermouth, vinegar, peppercorns, maple syrup, and yak butter, or regular butter if you can't find yak. So, obviously, a gross drink. I don't even think he likes it, if I remember correctly, in the show. Uh, But Will, on our Patreon Slack, provided a challenge to Stray Bullet, Brent Macris, our resident CBC chef, to try to come up with a way of making this cocktail but making it work. And in fact, that is exactly what he did. I'm going to bring... I hope this is all right, uh, Stray Bullet, but I'm going to bring up your recipe here on the screen for anybody who's watching live. This is a recipe that is called... Oop, here we go. I don't know why that didn't work. Uh, this is a recipe that is called... Well, that's just not working. There you go. Uh, what a bummer. Uh, okay, so this is Will's keeper is the name of it. It's two ounces of gin that has been fat-washed, an ounce of sweet vermouth, a teaspoon of maple syrup, a teaspoon of rice wine vinegar, and then a pinch of pink peppercorns cracked and placed on top. Uh, So I made that over there, and I'll tell you what. It's not terrible. Hmm. There you go. There you go. So I say a success. Like, the thing is... For anybody who hasn't fat washed, this was. Did you discover this, Justin? Justin no. fat washes. I,
3: <laughs> I haven't. Uh, I, we talked about it. I don't remember why. It's basically
0: like you take a fat, mix it with the liquor, and then skim off the fat. Yes. Um, I tasted the gin. I made it with salted butter. And it's very weird just because you're getting the taste of gin, but then you're like, oh, this is like salty and creamy at the same time. So. Kudos to Will, kudos to Stray Bullet for this awesome recipe, making this work. This is very cool. There you go. Nice. And if you'd like to participate in all the fun,
3: patreon.com slash comic book club. It's like taking a bartending class somehow.
0: Yeah, kind of. <laughs> very weird, but it turned out that way. What do we bring in our guests, one of our favorite guys to have here on the show. He is the writer of a new novel that just came out called Secret Identity. Alex Siger, everybody. Hello. Hey, hey.
1: Good to see everybody. It's like old home week.
0: Oh, yes. Wow. Uh, congratulations <laughs> on the release of your book. It came out a week ago. So if anybody wants to check it out. On my birthday. It...
1: Oh, happy oh, birthday. birthday.
0: It, what were you I more not, excited I did, about?
1: I didn't demand it. I didn't walk into my editor's office and say, this has to come out on my birthday. Wait, what were you more Here's excited about? Birthday, your birthday or your book birthday? My book, because I'm not excited about being 42. I mean, it's fine. It's just not. Not something you're good, like, this uh, is gonna be uh this is it. <laughs> that's a good nerd number though. That's Douglas yeah. Adams. That's the yeah, exactly. of life. That's sure. true. Yeah, it's not a bad year. Yes.
0: Let's talk about your book, then, instead. This book is great. Uh, as usual, this is a, not as usual, but you write a lot of mysteries. This is a mystery. But it also finally brings in comic books to your work, which is the other side of your life. Uh, you, I assume you have two sides, and that's pretty much it. I'm two
1: people. Yeah, you're two
0: people. <laughs> uh, but why was this the right time to write a mystery specifically about the comic book world?
1: Um. You know, I think this this novel, Secret Identity, is so layered. I, I don't know if I could have done it out of the gate. Like, my first novel was a PI novel, and so it was me kind of feeling and figuring out how to write a novel. And then after that, it became a series, and – um I think by the end of it, when I finished up the Pete Fernandez books, I really wanted to do something different, totally different. And I always loved the idea of doing a noir novel set in comics. Um, Mm -hmm. But I also wanted it, you know, for me, my favorite books take me somewhere else. They make me learn about a different culture, a different industry, a different world or time. Um, And though comics are pretty standard for all of us, like it's what we consume all the time. Like The casual person doesn't know how a comic is made or what the industry was like in the 70s. So I thought that would be a really interesting setting. And I was reminded of a thought I had like forever ago when I read Michael Chabin's Cavalier and Clay, Amazing Adventures of Cavalier and Clay. I remember reading it and loving it and thinking, this is amazing. This book was written just for me. But I also remember wanting to read those escapist comics in the book i wanted mm. to read like because you're right, reading the prose about it and i'm like i want to read just give me the comic like i'll i'll come <laughs> back to the book um it's not a criticism they eventually did that in a really cool yeah. meta meta way at, at dark horse but um i thought wouldn't it be neat to have the comics like interspersed in the novel so that's when i first started toying with that idea um and it really just felt like the culmination like okay I've, i know how to write a novel i've done six of them already i think i can do this i can kind of level up at this moment and i can throw in the comic pages and not make it seem like oh he's just showing off but it's actually something that you know is in conversation with the pros um let me show you one of the sequences yeah they're by sandy gerald who is amazing i should be faster on the draw with this
2: (laughs) so oh nice yeah yeah Yeah, so so Oh, yeah, go read. ahead.
1: No. Oh, all I
0: was going to say was the sequences are great because they're they're not just spot illustrations. There's multiple pages and everything like that. So, uh, I mean, maybe you were just getting to this, but I was curious how you handled the pacing. Because obviously the pacing of when you're reading a prose page is going to be different from when you're reading a comic book page. So how did you make sure that sort of timed out correctly in your head?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. Um I outline pretty tightly. I mean, I outline so I know the structure of the book and I know the ending, but I also leave enough room that, you know, if a character does something that's not in the outline, it's okay. I can kind of follow them along and ride the wave and still still adhere to the outline. But in the outline, I had the comic book sequences as interludes, like short a short sentence or two saying, like, this is what the comic sequence is going to be and how it reflects, like, the prose that came before and how it kind of tees up what's next. So when Sandy, the artist... Sandy Gerald read, he read the whole novel, but when he read the outline, he saw the interludes and he kind of picked up on how they were supposed to evoke what, what had just happened, which he was like the perfect choice. I mean, he was, he's just like such a, yeah. not only a great artist, but a student of comic history. And he does this thing that it's, it's hard to pinpoint, but he's not imitating anyone. It's not like it's Sandy doing Frank Miller or it's Sandy mm-hmm. doing like Gene Cohen. It's Sandy drawing like Sandy, but he's evoking the style which I think is really – it's a very nuanced distinction, but he does a great job.
3: Who were your big comic influences when you were putting this together?
1: Um, hmm. I read a lot of Jim Starlin, a lot of Mm. Steve Gerber. I reread Miller's Daredevil stuff. I read Mm -hmm. a lot of female-led 70s superhero books like Spider-Woman. I ended up doing a deep dive on that um, up through the Claremont run and Miss Marvel, some of the Wonder Woman 70s stuff. And I did a lot of like research just on what comics, comics, books, books about comics and in the industry yeah. and things like that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, I was going to ask about that part next, because obviously you didn't exactly live through the 70s in the comic <laughs>
1: comic book industry or no, in New York. The, so. Yeah. yeah. A very there... young uh, copywriter. <laughs> a, a precocious little baby
3: in the yeah. world of comics. Uh, <laughs> Holding a cigar what... in the bullpen? Come on, that was I you. was a
1: toddler when I started at DC.
0: <laughs> did you, so what did you look to in particular? I mean, were there any specific reference texts on both sides, either for comic books or for just New York in the 70s that you looked at?
1: The, the big one for the New York stuff was um, this book by Will Hermes, who's a music critic. Um, it's called "Love Goes to a Building on Fire," and it's basically a musical history through the prism of his youth, like growing up in New York um, of the '70s. And so, it talks about not just the CBGB stuff and Max's Kansas City, but also Latin music, uh, jazz, disco, uh, you know, and the avant-garde. And I thought that was so; it just gave me a nice texture of what the music scene was like and different venues and what was happening in New York that in that decade. So that was really helpful. Um, and in terms of comics, I'd read a, ton- a lot of them already just being that kind of reader. I love reading about comics and the industry and the, the characters in history. But um, so it's funny because when I started the book, I was like, oh, this will be easy because I've read all these books. But then I realized I needed to do a much deeper dive. Like it couldn't just be like, mm-hmm. oh, I read Marvel, the untold story. So I'm going to write a whole novel about the 70s in comics. <laughs> um but I read you know one of the books that stood out to me was the you know uh, the Wonder Woman book that Jill Lepore wrote about kind of the untold history of Wonder Woman, um, oh, yeah. which was really inspirational because you know we obviously know uh, Moulton Marston is the co-creator of Wonder Woman, but there were all some secret unknown co-creators that she uncovered, like his wife and his his partner and, and people that had influence on the the genesis of one of the biggest pop culture characters in history. Another one was um, this graphic novel that Mark Tyler Nobleman did with um, Ty Templeton called um, Bill the Boy Wonder about Bill Finger. And this was before, Mm. you know, Bill Finger got the credit that he now has. But, you know, he had a huge influence on the creation of Batman and um, for many decades was kind of forgotten. And uh, it's a tragic story. And comics is full of stories like that. So those were important. Another really big one was... um, David Hadju's, um The Tencent Plague, which is not set in the 70s. It's about the 50s kind of government inter- interjection in comics, especially the EC comics of, of the era and how it basically gutted the industry. And some say irrevocably, like it changed the, the course of comic book history into more of a mainstream superhero driven medium. Um, but the reason that book resonated more than I thought it would is because it starts off with the author interviewing this woman who worked in comics at that time for EC, I believe. And she just was never able to find her way back to the industry. So she was kind of like washed away by those committees and, you know, the outcry. And um, that's really when it all clicked into place when I was like, well, what if this novel is about a woman who writes this character anonymously and then her collaborator is murdered. So no one knows she's written it. And she the only, the only way she can reclaim her, her character is by solving the murder of her friend, not a great friend, I should say, because he should have put her name on it. Or <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah.
3: but yeah. Uh, you know. So I love what you're saying about the comic book history because I feel like we tend to like airlock, like golden age, silver age, modern age, and just be like as if they're separate when it's like, oh, it's the same people mostly. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah I all... mean, it blurs together. Like, you know, yeah, they're so creators I love that creators.
1: Yeah, additional I mean, research
0: on thing. that note i mean obviously like you're writing fiction so it's going to be kind of a wash anyway but was there any temptation there to make people specific analogs to characters from comic books of the the comic book industry of the era
1: um you know i tried to purposely avoid that because i think one of the questions i get a lot is like is doug detmer wally wood or Mm -hmm. is uh is jeffrey Carlyle like uh chip goodman and it's not i mean they're just archetypes in life there are people you know the, sure, yeah. the archetype of the difficult, talented artist is, you know, it's huge. I mean, it could be anybody. It could be Wally Wood. It could be Alex Toth. It could be Jack Cole. I mean, there's a lot of elements of different stories. And and then there's new elements that I interjected because I want them, I wanted them to feel like they were part of the existing history. So the big thing for me was verisimilitude, like making it, see, and something that Cavalier and Clay does really well is you read it, aside from a few fantastical things, you read it and you're like, huh, that could have happened. There could have been. Yeah. Escapist comics and I wanted someone to read this book and enjoy the mystery and then say, wow, I wouldn't be surprised if I found an issue of the legendary links like in a back issue
3: bin in my comic Mm -hmm. shop because
1: this could have happened, you know,
3: I love that also because you have to carve out your pocket as opposed because if you put someone that you're sort of parodying a little bit there then it sort of messes up that that reality you're trying to create
1: exactly yeah and I really my big worry I think when when we signed the deal and I talked to my editor I was like I don't want this to be something where we're living in a world where Marvel and DC don't exist for like legal mm-hmm, reasons yeah. and so um so you know they're there it, it's happening at the same time and it's all part of the same story so that felt like it made it feel a little more legit I guess
0: I think I know the answer to this one, but why <laughs> why include Miami as well? Obviously that's a place that you know really well. You've written mysteries set uh, uh, several mysteries set there at yeah. least. Um was there any temptation where it felt like, Okay, I've already got nineteen seventies York, I already got the comic book world, I don't need to work in this aspect as well, or was that crucial and a part of it? Initially?
1: I think it was crucial once, you know, once Carmen appeared and I realized who she was—that she was Cuban American, queer woman moving from Miami. That she was from Miami, so it just kind of—that's—it it would have just seemed more of a stretch to make it not from Miami. You know, like mm-hmm. the Cuban population in Miami is was huge, is huge. Um, I guess, and I, I think it's part of me. It's where I'm from. Like, it's so many—you know—Carmen is a piece of so many people I know and so many friends I have that it just made—it just made sense to make it work. Yeah.
0: If uh if this book is a huge hit or even if it's not uh do you think you're going to do a spin-off specifically of the comic book?
1: We are. Yeah. You are. <laughs> we just announced yeah. it. Yeah, 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 Oh,
0: I missed that. Yeah. I'm yeah, sorry. Sandy I'm terrible and i terrible no. researching.
1: No, 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 no. We uh, <laughs> we just we announced it I think late last week that we are doing oh, Legend a Legendary Links comic with Zest World. At least for a digital oh, first. Awesome. Yeah, yeah
0: awesome. and the, way, yeah. the
1: cool thing about that is we're going to do it it'll be similar to what they did with the escapist books, is that it's going to be treated in a very meta way. I think we're going to treat it like a lost graphic novel. You know, like those early graphic novels before graphic novels were a thing, like those awkward collections, like best right. of the
3: links or something yeah, and like yeah. that cheesy like 80s cover and
1: yeah yeah, yeah and
3: it's not yeah. di- like disjunctive and it sort of makes sense but it doesn't quite match up it's yeah like they re- replaced an ad that w- was an ad with a new random panel that yeah
1: exactly and then you'll have like a very like self-congratulatory intro from jeffrey carlisle like <laughs> right. Car- carmen will be credited like you know like it'll just uh it'll oh, it'll man. just really feel in world which is the hope
0: Now, given that you have finished this and and you've done series before, do you feel like there's an opening here to create a secret identity to to spin this world out to
3: identity mystery
0: identity? Identity. Already
3: (laughs) got it locked in.
1: Yeah, it's happening. It's happening. Uh, We're doing the next my next book with Flatiron. It's going to be a a sequel in the modern day. Um, It's going to be set in comics. Uh, It'll be a different protagonist. It'll be a different mystery. But it'll be basically the opposite, the other side of the coin to secret identity. Wow. It'll, it'll deal with like the commodification of art and the idea of IP and who owns characters. But Carmen oh, wow. will be there. Carmen will be there. Um, yeah, and I'm I'm working on it now. So it's been fun to write, and it's fun. Some of the characters from the first book will show up. Um, but it's a new protagonist. She's a cartoonist, kind of like a a magazine artist, like a New Yorker artist who once wanted to work in comics, but couldn't find a path in. And so she's moved on to this very lucrative, independent cartooning career. But um, an announcement goes up saying that this company called Triumph Entertainment is relaunching a new a dusty old character from the, the 70s called the Legendary Lynx. And so there's this groundswell of social That's media. Awesome. That wants this artist to take over the gig because they know she's a fan and she's made no bones of her love for this obscure little character. And so she takes the gig and then starts getting these, these anonymous messages from someone saying you should really look into
3: who really created that character and so cool that sounds uh both a great continuation but also wildly topical with some of the subject matter um how are you gonna swim your way through that sort of mess (laughs) (laughs) uh
1: it's gonna be a slow going i
3: think but we'll see we'll get there (laughs) that's cool but I, i also like setting a challenge where you like once you get the the first run out of the way it's sort of like well let's level up Sort of dance between the raindrops
1: here. Yeah, I think the challenge with any sequel is that you want it to stand alone. You you want people yeah. to be able to, if somebody hadn't picked up Secret Identity, they'd pick up this one and still be able to read it and enjoy it and, and understand, okay, maybe there's a first book I should get to, but still be entertained by what they read. Almost like a comic book. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. With a beginning, middle, and end.
0: <laughs> well, speaking of which, you're working at Oni now, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. How's that going? How are things over at Oni? At the it's
1: moment? great. It's great it's good i mean yeah they have a great slate of books they are very it's a very creator friendly company we have i mean top you know stuff like jana the and the Unpossible monsters cheer up i mean there's (laughs) so many great titles and what i love about oni is that they have a really great backlist you know some of my favorite Mm -hmm. books were published by oni like Stumptown, Mm -hmm. queen and country uh six gun so wow Yeah, it's really, it's a great team, uh, a lot of good resources. And yeah, it felt like the right time to just kind of try something new.
0: Yeah. Uh, Is there anything coming out from them in particular that people should be looking for?
1: I feel like every time there's a new Jhana issue, it's an event. Because to me, the the same the Chris Samney's art is just magnificent and he, and you know, he and Laura have crafted this really fun bone like Epic that I think once it's all done and collected into a nice omnibus, people are going to be reading it for a long time. And I've, I've told them this, I was like, this is like a legacy book.
3: That's awesome. That's great. I have a process question for you. With all your work at ONI, (laughs) when do you um, make the time to write uh, your, your own stuff?
1: Um, I don't have any
3: hobbies, so it's like, you know, nice. I I work during the
1: day, and then I put the you know I feed the kids, put them to bed. Not not in one movement, like give yeah. them food. <laughs> <laughs> Take this spaghetti yes. to go to sleep. Here's the beats that <laughs> go to sleep. No, uh, and then um, and then usually at night, I usually write at night on weekends. Yeah. Um, I don't have a lot. I, I don't really like play video games or watch that many movies, which is a bummer because wow. I like doing stuff like that. But you know, you know, just carve it out Pretty because sad. I. It's also the good thing is like I'm doing something I love anyway, so it's like that's. That's part of the fun when you get to make something that you're passionate about your career.
0: Oh, true, yeah, that's awesome. Sure. Uh, Alex, thank you so much for coming on. Always, a thanks, pleasure guys. Seeing you. Congrats no, on the success. Team. So excited to that's read good. both Busy. books and the comic book. Yeah, yeah it's out great. now.
1: Creating the empire everything. already. Yeah. <laughs> the expanded the uh, the Alex Segura extended universe. Awesome, <laughs> I love it, about Alex. God. So good seeing you. Have a yeah, great man. night. Have a great evening, guys.
3: All right. Yeah, yeah. Alex.
1: There you go.
0: Once Alex, again, book... you have
3: to leave as well. Oh, okay. Yeah. Just all, all Alex's, Alex's need to go. Alex's, Sorry about yeah. that. I apologize.
0: Uh, the book is called Secret Identity. It's out now, written by Alex Segura. It's great. That Everybody unbelievable. Go... He's
2: writing all sorts of things. It's impressive. His range.
0: He is. He's doing all sorts, is I like to, what I like to say. Yeah. Is that That's licorice? All sorts is licorice? What? All you think about is candy. Both <laughs> of you guys. All the time. All the time, man. You're all trying weird candies and people eating oh, old. Kevin candy. in the comments knows, because we've established that Kevin is around 72 years old earlier tonight. So mm-hmm. he's aware that all sorts are ligarish, as am yeah, I. Huh. And we're going to move to our next section, which is my favorite section, because you all make it up. It is your audience question. Drop <laughs> so... a British candy on us here. The and statistic. in audience questions, this is pretty straightforward. If you're over on YouTube, drop a question in the comments. If you're here on Crowdcast, drop it and ask a question. But... Other than Will's Peacekeeper, what are you drinking
2: tonight, folks? What you drinking, Pete? I'm having a little uh, vodka, ginger, vodka, and ginger ale. Mm. Nice. Nice. Is it
3: bubbly or flat?
2: Bubbly. The vodka, though, right? The vodka
0: is bubbly. The ginger ale is flat.
3: Treating yourself. (laughs) Must be like a champagne night. I'm drinking one of my favorite beers, uh, Deschutes Fresh Squeeze. Deschutes. Very hard to get in New York, but I got this in Pennsylvania. So flexing on us, then. But I was out in Portland last week, and I was at the Deschutes Brewery, which is oh, very cool. That is Man, very that's cool.
2: That's where you lost your tooth. Now, I, uh, I lost my
3: tooth opening a ta- packet of Tabasco sauce.
0: I've switched over to a Bengali
3: from Six Be nice. Point. Be good, Keeping mm-hmm. it local.
0: Yeah, which is good stuff. There we go. We got a couple of questions here, so why don't we jump into them? The first one here... <laughs> Is from Straight Bullet. What would be your deathbed candy?
3: <laughs> deathbed candy? Yeah. Wow.
2: Rolos. <laughs> <laughs> That's classic. He
3: has it on the tip of his tongue with a Rolos? Rolo. In this Rolos.
0: scenario, we assume you have all your teeth that can chew whatever, right? Well, yeah, so yep. That feels
3: yep. like an attack, but sure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, no, no.
0: I'm just saying.
3: I'm just, just saying We don't have to... to... Lay them on your eyes like pennies so you can buy your fare across the river Sticks with a couple of rollos.
0: Karen's like, eh, whatever. Sure, I'll take a couple of Rolos. I guess
3: Nobody's... mine would be salt and vinegar potato chips.
0: <laughs> what? That's it's not candy. Yeah.
3: I'm dying here. Give me a break. I'm... No, wait. <laughs> dying candy, bro. Come on. I don't even really I... like candy.
0: Oh, Oh my God. I'd say Twizzlers.
3: Brownies?
0: Twizzlers for
3: me. Regular brownies? Twizzlers. Yeah, big package
0: of... And I'm talking like regulation Twizzlers. None of that like fruit junk or whatever, you
3: know? You're the one who's pushing that garbage.
2: I love Twizzlers. Yeah, Twizzlers are great. Uh, Good stuff. Hey, everybody should check out cop. Candy
0: Men, our podcast about Sweet oh, Tooth on Netflix, where we review a piece it. of candy and talk about an episode of Sweet Tooth. That was fun. I hope the, that the, show <laughs> comes back so we can eat candy again.
3: <laughs> I was going to say, the candy review really overtook a lot of the breakdown, thoughtful breakdown. When
0: we talked about the showrunner, wasn't he like. What, what was the eventual winner? The eventual winner was Snickers, Snickers. from season one. I, mean, this, was like, the I don't know. My
3: Snickers, pick. what are you people doing with your lives? Yeah, Snickers is the ultimate candy. And it, yes. I guess it would be my answer.
0: Um, wow, well, these are some existential questions here. This is from Pablo De Martinez. What's your go-to comic Hello, when you feel like taking your mind out of reality and why?
3: Ooh, Great Ooh. question, Pops um taking my mind out of you know this is
0: a very current one but a lot of like avengers forever a lot of jason Aaron stuff even though it's very dark it's so big and so arch and so ridiculous most of the time it's just fun to read you know
3: yeah Uh, i think that's a great answer and i agree with you um I mean, my first answer is sort of an easy one. It would be star rereading Starman, Starman, yeah, of course. my one of my favorite comic runs of all time. But um, I think specifically the reason is I feel like when you read something that you love from a time in your life, uh, you can really step into step backwards in time in a way when you're rereading it. And oh yeah, I think definitely. that's when I really want to like immerse myself and get away.
2: Yeah, it depends on how badly i need to escape how like what's going on like if i'm just looking to have some fun and and just kind of like escape a little bit i I go with book hunter because it's light and hilarious if i'm in like kind of crisis and i'm i'm not doing too well i need to go all the way back to childhood so i got to go to like old school tmnt type of thing where you know back in you know uh when when things were great and there was a lot of hope uh, you know, those were those were oh, the wow. things.
3: Kind of, yeah. I, I hearing that, Pete, it makes me think. Before we start every show, could you hold up whatever comic book uh, corresponds <laughs> to your mood? Sort of like a new a hostage newspaper, just so we can <laughs> sort of get a handle on what we got coming our way. Uh,
0: this heads is up. slightly apropos of this question, and I only bring it up because I was reminded of it this weekend. Uh, I was having um, breakfast with my parents, and I had completely no forgotten more. about this, but apparently. Every summer, as when I was a kid, as soon as school was done, I'd be like, All right, time to read my entire comic collection from the beginning. And so it would get bigger every single year, but that was my initial project for the summer. As soon as school was done, I just put it down and read the comics and they'd be wow. like the way my dad described it is uh, they'd be like, can you please go outside? And I'd be like, I have five comics to go. I can't go outside <laughs> yet.
3: You truly are an easygoing nerd. That is <laughs> that's crazy. Please go outside, Alex. You're wasting away. You're so bad. <laughs> wow. I was.
0: I would uh, take the comics outside and I'd read outside or book outside. And, oh, wow. Uh ooh, this is a related question from Kieran Broderick. But would you share your last death roll?o <laughs>
2: Yeah. Well, it depends.
0: Were,
3: if, what uh, if what Pete, what if you and I were on a stinking comic book cruise ship, stuck in the same cabin, both going down, one rollo between us? Yeah, a, I mean, I it. I'm
2: eating it. I'm the whole <laughs> thing. If I'm if I'm friends with the person. You know me? what I mean? Then, you... our <laughs> 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 then Just I would give that. If I had two me, Rolos, friend. I'd give them a Rolo, but, you know.
0: Have um, you ever, with like uh girl you're dating, have you ever done the Lady in the Tramp thing, but with a Rolo?
2: <laughs> I, sure, I'd love to do that. <laughs> um,
3: have you ever Lady in a Tramp with one of um, Kitten's 6 p.m. treats? <laughs> because you missed <laughs> okay, that opportunity bro. tonight, I'll tell you. <laughs> uh,
2: it's, it's, I don't know what you're insinuating, but I don't appreciate it. Uh, little, great. This is
3: little kitten kisses,
2: <laughs> little nose rubs. This
0: is the night, it's a beautiful night, and they call it Feed Your Kitten. This is from Kevin. What's something for the real world that you first learned about through comics? I'm gonna say sex. What about you guys?
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> really, that was your first exposure?
2: Uh, that was uh, it. Huh? Yeah, can you believe it?
3: The mm. nine panel it funnies. That explains a lot. <laughs> And you're the, you married a clown? You say. <laughs> uh,
0: definitely nudity. Definitely nudity. There was this Iron Man comic book that was like the first adult Iron Man comic book, and I was like,
3: bah, 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 bah. "Wow!" But uh, like you got that. adult Iron Man comics like Tijuana Bibles. Kind of thing?
2: <laughs> yeah, new- I've yeah, told man. this
0: story before, where what I the? went to the Marvel offices and they were like, "Take whatever you want for this box," and I was like, "This Iron Man thing looks interesting." There's a scene of Iron Man in a hot tub with a bunch of naked ladies. And they're like, they're naked.
2: <laughs> Wait. And they were like, yeah, little kid take this life. I,
3: they, they didn't <laughs> stop. Oh, me. They what probably didn't that? know that this is, I don't hot know tub scenes in each issue. <laughs> um, I have an answer that um, I like um, New York city. When I uh, growing up in upstate New York reading mm-hmm. comics, and I was like, that's New York, both. Uh, Like Spider-Man comics, Avengers, Teenage Ninja Turtles, the cartoon.
0: Hmm. Oh, the other one about sex was when uh, when Havoc slept with Madeline Pryor in the Outback. That was something I was like, "What's going on here,
3: Alex?" Should I keep going with this? Should I keep adding? A lot of quick
0: memory recall. (laughs)
3: Tell us the positions of the body, the bodies.
0: (laughs) What? Don't. I mean, they were all in shadow the entire time. Oh
3: my God! Nice. What is that which about? is where I took it from. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What is that? Uh, Turn the lights off and position them in such a way that it's kind of a rectangular <laughs> panel of light uh, casting. Uh,
0: if you could say "Oh gosh," "Oh golly," "Oh wow," the way that Chris Claremont writes it, that would be preferable oh as my well. God. What Thank is that
3: you. Happening? Your thought bubbles aren't matching up with what I think the thought <laughs> bubbles were. <laughs>
0: Could you say something like uh, the subtotal of my psychic powers? That would really get me going.
3: Wow. <laughs> now we're getting specific. Celsius. Uh, what's the
2: next question? <laughs> you didn't answer the question, Pete. I can't. You're erasing my brain and memories with your horrible thoughts and images. Hmm. Just, right.
3: just your favorite sex comics, Pete.
0: Yeah, where or just where did you first learn how to have sex?
3: That was the cool. That was the question, right?
0: Yeah. Uh, All right, we got one more here. I think this is actually for both of you guys, not for me. This is from Pablo D Martinez. What's your take on Hugh Grant up for being the next Doctor Who? Justin, Pete, Pete, Justin. I mean, Justin, Pete.
2: Why not?
3: um, (laughs) Pete. This sort of applies to the rom com beat, at least a little bit. You have to be a Hugh Grant guy. Flopsy.
2: Yeah, get Flopsy in there. Don't know
0: so this know. is... All right, I'll talk about this is the one Doctor Who fan on the it. podcast. So there is a classic British tabloid style rumor that Hugh Grant is going to take over as the Doctor in the next season of Doctor Who. Russell T. Davis, who reinvented it in 2005, is coming back, so they believe that there's going to be another similar reinvention. Is it possible? I guess they could do that, but more likely they're not going to do that. Um, As is, he would be totally fine as the Doctor. They can... That that would be okay. I do think Jodie Whitaker, who is the current Doctor, is fantastic at the Doctor, not served very well right. by the stories that they're telling with her. Uh, the episodes have not been great. Um, I hope that they don't dial back on, well, we already had a Lady Doctor, so we don't have to have another Lady Doctor. If anything, I th- wish they would double down on it and be like, no, this was not a one-off thing that we're trying. We're going ahead with this. But we will see what it is. Uh, whatever it is, it's exciting that Russell D. Davies is coming back. Uh, I think he's going to do a great job with it. He did an amazing job to begin with. He's only grown as a storyteller and done incredible, incredible TV series over the years in between. So should be a lot of fun. We do actually have a couple of other questions that came in. This is from Nelson Martinez over on YouTube. Are you guys excited for season three of The Boys? And what did you think of the trailer?
3: I am excited. Also, that show what's up, really. Nelson? Yeah, what's up? Um, the two i a- am excited for um I think the boys season two, especially has really like loomed much larger than I initially thought when I watched it, and it's become like just such a big show and something to really look forward to
0: that trailer was a lot like yeah. I don't know if you guys saw it. it came out of South by Southwest it was just a nonstop barrage of insane images to the point where And this is, I think, what they were going for. Like, it's too much. It was overwhelming, the amount of things that were happening there. You can't really put it together as a story. But like you were saying, Justin, I'm very excited for the show to come back. Season two was phenomenal. Um, And apparently season three is totally wild. What about you, Pete?
2: Yeah, super excited. I mean, we were there, uh, you know, seeing the first episode in the movie theater for that event we did. Uh, Oh, yeah right when we like kind of saw that with the live audience in that kind of like first big move of running through that person. it was, and just like, like I was like, Oh, this is a different kind of show. And they kind of know exactly what they're doing. So I was, I've been nothing but impressed with the show. Can't wait for more. Do we real quick? Do we still have those hats, Pete?
3: I think I have them. Oh yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So if anybody wants a boy's hat, hit up Justin we've got like what 150? yeah come by
3: I'll shout my address at the end of the episode and you can just pop Sweet. over anytime
0: sounds the great bonus We'd...
3: points if you're a dentist
0: <laughs> 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 two last questions here this is from Lawana Nada, and they're related uh, do you think Kevin is a vampire or a werewolf and relatedly are you team Jacob or team Edward <laughs> <laughs> wow
3: wow um, I think Kevin is a vampire who doesn't eat human blood, but puppet blood.
2: I think he is a vampire that uh, lives off McDonald's. Um, mm. And uh, yeah, that has somehow kind of. Uh, that oil. He I think oil he's a vampire. Oil. I think he's a
0: vampire that eats all sorts, which is old Tybee licorice. So there you go.
2: Oh nice. boy, He's uh, and Team vampire. Edward
0: was anybody like they played that up a lot. I know nobody wants to know the answer to this, but they really played up the whole like Team Edward, Team Jacob thing. Was anybody actually Team Jacob? Because I don't think so. I think it wait was
2: a second, was he the Jacob werewolf? Jacob was the werewolf, right? Yeah, I'm Team Jacob. You're Team Jacob, that's right. Taylor Lautner,
3: this is a why
2: because the mean, werewolf, that's why. Friday Night Lights. Cause werewolf. He uh, was also wait. he was he's been amazing in some funny he's had some funny roles. He killed it in that one rom com where he was playing that uh he was like dating Taylor Swift. It was a really funny scene. All right.
3: No idea. I've never seen the Twilight movies.
2: Oh Valentine's Day, yeah, that's it. Yeah.
0: I saw the first one, and I actually thought it was better than I thought, and then I went to see the second one in theaters, and that was ranks among one of my worst movie-going experiences, because I remember my soul at some point feeling like it literally was leaving my body, Was I was like, this movie has been half of my life so far. It is never going to end. No, I'm going to be trapped here forever. This is a horrifying, horrifying, terrible movie experience. So oh, there you Team Edward, amazing, and that is it for your audience questions. Woo! We are going to move on with our next section, which is trivia, and for that, we're going to turn it over to Pete LePage. All
2: right, this uh, part where we give back to you, the lovely audience, it's an opportunity to win a twenty-five dollars Midtown Comics gift card uh, online, uh, so you can safely buy comics yourselves uh, to... Are we picking from the stream or is it a pre-registered person? From
0: the stream to our team today, if you want to be on trivia, just say hand up or me, me, me over in the comments on Crowncast. Or if we don't get somebody on Crowncast, YouTube as well, person. just let us know and we will try to work it out, though. It will be a little bit of a delay. Whoever wants to come in, $25 is going to be yours.
3: What a great deal. Nothing. It is sweet. Nothing better.
0: And if uh, and if somebody doesn't choose it, uh, the Justin and I will compete for twenty five dollars for a charity of our choice.
3: All right. Wow. We never really done that before.
0: Yeah. yeah. Uh, how, how do we compete?
3: How, could, how do we compete in this?
0: Well, we both represent. Oh, we got a hand up from
3: Paul Fernkoff.
0: Hey, Paul! Yay! All right, Paul. There we go. Well, take that charity. I'm gonna bring Paul. <laughs> yeah. That's
3: no way to talk
2: about it, Paul. <laughs> here, hello, hey, Paul. Paul, Ooh, oh. that's a great room you're in there, Paul. Look that's at amazing. that stack. Oh yeah. All right. There well, Pete, why don't you take Lord it away Lord with the Homer's... trivia? All right. Uh, today's trivia is on topical comic news and a small gotcha. nod to the legend Mitchell Ryan. RIP. Please listen to all three options before making your selection. Here we go. Question number one. Who is putting together a new team in Legion of X out April 20th? (laughs) Is it A, Nightcrawler, B, Wolverine, or is it C, Alan Arkin? So it's either A, Nightcrawler. A. Or it's B. No, oh, got one. it. A. A is correct. Yeah. Nice. nice, job. Here we go. Huge Alan number two. Stand. Speaking of April, what final final issue is coming out April twenty seventh? Is it A. Island Grinder number seven? B. TMNT: The Last Ronin number five? Or is it C. Jenna Elfman? So B. it's either A, which is incorrect, or it's Crushing B. Crushing it. Wow. Nice job. Nice, nice job. Here we go. Last one. Jenna Elfman. Who is writing Riddler year one due out in October? Is it A, Greg Pak, should be? Or is it B, Paul Dano? Or is it C, Joan Cusack? So it's either A, Greg Pak, or it's B, Paul Dano. Paul Dan. Oh Dan. Yes. Congratulations. Re- correct, yes.
0: You have won a twenty five dollar gift card to Midtown Comics. Shoot us an email, comicbookclublive at gmail.com to get it sent to you. And do you have a guess as to the secret movie that Pete was referencing in his third answers?
1: I don't. I don't know it. All right. It's is all right. Kevin, Kevin correct? Is it gross
0: yeah. gross point blank? Great movie. Correct. Classic. All right, Paul. Congratulations! love, oh, the room. love your Thanks room. Thanks for coming
3: on. Thanks. Great room, sorry, Paul. Sorry, Charity. I right. <laughs> <laughs> never apologize.
0: All right, there we go. And if you want to do trivia, I've dropped the form in the comments here on right and it's YouTube, fun. or uh, you can check it out on Twitter at Comic Book Live. Before we wrap up here, new comic books coming out all the time. What are you guys looking forward to?
2: Pete what are you looking forward to that's coming out this week Uh, i tell you what I'm looking forward to is Wolverine patch number one
3: I was going to say there's a lot of Pete in this uh, upcoming comic book day
2: yeah there's a lot of great stuff also detective comics 1058 but I don't want to take them all I want uh, there's a lot of great comics coming out though
3: Justin what about you I'm just gonna pick one more for Pete. Venom, Lethal Protector, number one. That I think. Oh, really?
2: That's on your list. Nice. No, that's
3: that's not my list. I'm saying that's one you would want to say. Oh yeah, definitely. If I could get another one, for sure.
2: But I want to take them all.
3: How about uh, you pick
2: one?
3: Department of Truth, number seventeen. Oh, a comic that I really love, and um, uh, every issue takes another step forward, and this one is really crystallizing a lot of the sort of backstory.
0: I'm looking forward to We Have Demons, number one, from Dark Horse Comics. This is mm. re-teaming Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo. They were an incredible team over on Batman. It'll be exciting to see what they are going to do on a creator-owned property. And uh, very coincidentally, all those titles are going to be in the Stack
3: podcast. That, that is crazy. What are the- It's
2: weird how that keeps happening every week. There are a
3: lot of comics out there. It's also, if you in- guys
2: aren't going to uh, bring it up, I wanted to uh, a Ghost Cage. Am I getting that? Oh, uh, yeah. Ghost Cage from Image Comics by Nick
3: Dragota
0: and Caleb Holner.
3: Yeah. Also, really great. If you like East of West, I think you might like that book.
0: Yeah. If you like Ghost Cages or Ghosts in Cages, check out Ghost Cage number one. All of those titles are going to be in the stack podcast that drops in the Comic Book Club feed and its own dedicated stack feed every Wednesday at 9 a.m. And, folks yeah here i got to bring it back I did it nailed it Woo, that nailed it. is it for this week's show a couple of people like, we need to thank Alex Segura for coming on the show check out Secret Identity in bookstores everywhere uh. right now next week on the show Jason Aaron is going to be what? here yes,
3: yes. Oh, can you man. believe it in your face Pete
0: yeah, he's going to talk about Punisher, Avengers, probably a couple of we'll other probably things. probably just should... talk to him about Punisher the whole time, though, right, guys? Let's see. Come are you going to yell at him? Come on. Are you going to yell at, at him? We'll
3: yell see what him. happens
0: couple of other things we want to plug. Riverdale After Dark, our Riverdale podcast is back. So you can check that out now on Sundays. Patreon.com slash comic book club to support the show and also get great cocktail recipes. iTunes, Android, Spotify, Stitcher, or the app of your choice to subscribe, listen, and follow the show at Comic Book Live on Twitter, Comic Book Club Live on Instagram, Comic Book Club Live.com for this podcast, and many more. Until next time,
3: good night. Good night, everybody. Take care of yourself
2: out there. They your kid. <laughs> <couches> and <they laughs> let the leak.